Hi, everybody, and welcome to the John Meyer Podcast. I'm your host, John Meyer. Today's topic is cloud migration challenges and success. And our guest today is Joe Conway, who's the Chief Technology Officer at Addix. You know, Joe has spent his career solving data management and software engineering challenges for the public sector customers. Please join me in welcoming Joe to the show. Joe, thanks for joining me. Hey, John, great to be with you. All right, Joe, our main topic is cloud migration. And I have to tell you that I've been through a number of cloud migrations and I think they're still going on. Let's talk about some of those challenges. <laughs> yeah, uh, us too. So, you know, I, I heard somebody say recently that cloud migration is the journey that never ends. And uh, I, I think that's pretty close to being true. Unfortunately, I think it's it's a disservice to our customers uh, to to say that primarily because cloud migrations is a, is a means to modernization, but it's really a project that has to have a beginning and an end uh, and a cost associated with it and a schedule and risks associated with it. Um, someone, someone likened it, you know, the cloud migration to a journey. And I, you think about it, you know, when in your life have you ever taken a journey where you didn't have an itinerary, right? So if you and I said, hey, let's go to Paris, you would normally say, oh, okay, well, when are we leaving? How are we getting there? Are we going on by plane? Once we're there, what are we doing, right? Are we going to the Eiffel Tower or the Louvre? Uh, where are we staying? Are we going by, by bus or Uber or whatever? When are we coming home? And oh yeah, how much is this gonna cost me, right? And if you can't answer those questions, the journey becomes undoable, right? Unmanageable. And I think that's where cloud migrations have ended up, frankly. I agree with you because with the cloud migrations, how many of them have got to the 80% and stopped? Never able to achieve the final one, uh, you know, roles change, responsibility, people who are managing the project are no longer there, engineers change, you can't get over the 20%, they're either too complicated, long-term, you don't know how to modernize the application. And you know what? This project has gone long enough and is 100 times over budget and you're like, screw it, I'm out of here. Yeah, and, and customers of all shapes and sizes are, are concerned about it. Um, Flexera uh, publishes an annual state of the cloud report and uh, in their most recent one, which just came out in, in February, about is a survey of, of customers of you know, small, medium and large, uh, uh, US and international. And uh, cloud migrations was a, a, a top concern for two out of three customers. Um, and you would think, well, we've been doing this for quite a while now. <laughs> Uh, why is it still a concern? And I think the answer is that it, it is this journey that people go on um, and they have no idea what the cost or the schedule uh, or the required skill set or who makes the decisions along the way um, would be. I, I think that's probably why it's still a major concern. Okay, so cloud migration, there's a number of challenges going into it. Uh, cost is always one. You know, how are we getting there? How, you know, like yeah. completing this journey, what are some of the challenges that you see from your customers? Yeah, so I was actually talking to uh, one of our customers, the Lieutenant Colonel, uh, the other day. And uh, if, you've, if you spend any time around, around uh, military folks, you know, they can be very direct. And he, he basically looked at me and said, okay, so for this cloud migration, uh, when are we starting? I have an operational system uh, I, I, and we're going to move this thing to the cloud and I want it to operate after it gets there. So when will it be back in operation in the cloud? How much is going to cost? Uh, what's the schedule? 
and what are my risks? Uh, and what happens if, if some of those risks come to, come to fruition? If you can't answer those questions for me, we really have nothing to talk about and I have other things to do. Th that that, that mm. sort of candid uh, assessment from the Lieutenant Colonel is kind of where most customers are, I think, John. There's definitely this, this sense that I'm signing up for something and it's, it's somewhat unbounded. Um, it's, it's more art than science and companies will come in promising migrations and they take too long and they cost too much. And there's an army of people involved in, in making it happen. And sometimes they just, they just run out of time and patience uh, and money. And they say, okay, fine. It's at 80%. Great, great. move on. I, I think that's where a lot of folks are at. One of my biggest challenges with cloud migrations is that they take too long. We, we've got a two, five, 10 year plan to get there. Like we've been doing this a while. Does it really take that long or can we break this up into chunks and tackle this, you know, in, you know, tandem to kind of get it done in parallel to actually get the migration done. And then the other pet peeve I have is that the cost you're thinking, oh, you know what? Okay. Two years. I can live with two years. We've got a lot of business applications to do it. And it's very hard to come up with an exact cost and relatively is it ever even close to what it really does cost? Yeah. 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 And, and I spend a good bit of time in the, in the federal space and um, you know, the incentive structure I think is, is a little bit out of whack, right? Uh, you have large companies that come in and they're incented to, to draw these things out as long as possible because they're getting paid um, you know, for their time and effort. And, and as a taxpayer, I think that's, that's repulsive, but that's, that's kind of the way it works. If you get into a migration of an operational system and, and that thing has to be up and working, you're, you're going to throw all kinds of money at it to make sure that, that it happens, even if it's not planned well, uh, even if the roles and responsibilities are identified, the decision uh, making authority isn't, isn't crystal clear or the documentation uh, isn't precise. Um, yeah, you, if you're a government, a government customer, you'll spend more money on that because you're, you're kind of stuck. Uh, and I, I think there's a better way to do it. Joe, what are some of the successes that you see out there for cloud migrations? What is the approach in order to make it successful? So in, in a word, John, planning and complete, uh, realistic planning. Is there ever too much planning though? I, I think sometimes we're having meetings to have meetings, we're planning this. Is there ever a point that you're just like, we have enough planning, we have spent a good amount, we need to get this done? Yeah, I think I think where the there is a good plan, a completed plan that you can you can actually execute on. Um, but I, I you know, there's an old saying, I think it's attributed to you know to Abraham Lincoln. If I had six hours to chop down a tree, I'm gonna spend five hours sharpening my axe. I think that's the case here with cloud migrations. You, you need to take the time to complete the planning. Um, uh, and when I say planning, I don't just mean a list of tasks, but the resources required, the executive buy-in uh, that's required, um, uh, the, the amount of effort and time that's gonna go into it based on a set of applications in your portfolio, identifying what those are, you know, what's going, what's not going, uh, what are the priorities? Which one goes first? What are the interdependencies? Uh, which one, if it moves, then it affects others? You know, all those questions that don't get asked or answered has to go into the plan. If it doesn't, you get surprised. You go, oh, crap. There's, 
there's a database that nobody knew about, and it, it's not in the migration plan. Do we have anybody here that knows how to migrate a database? Uh, oh, okay, go do that. Go figure that out. So that, that's where I think they happen, uh, where, the, where the planning breaks down. Uh, there's also an old saying that, you know, no military plan survives first contact with the enemy. And I, I think that's kind of true with cloud migrations as well. Uh, they change as soon as you start the process because you haven't you haven't planned well and there's you know there's things that happen in my experience though the technology is usually not the problem uh, the technology usually works it's it's really the non-technical aspects of it the people uh the processes uh the the decision making uh, the roles responsibilities that those types of things are really where where the problems are and frankly you know i think the other thing is that sometimes some people see cloud migrations as a cio function right it's the IT folks' job to do this. Well, cloud migrations affect the entire organization, uh, from the the CIO and the and the CEO uh, to the financial folks and the contracts folks uh, and the users, and and all of those folks have a vested interest in the success. Many times, they don't have a voice in the whole process, and so uh, that that's the other reason they can they can really struggle and fail. Joe, do you feel that having a solid plan in the beginning ultimately attributes to a successful cloud migration of getting over that 20% of like 100% migration? Yeah, I, I do. And I, I've seen it. Uh, by the way, just full disclosure, we, we've migrated ourselves. We have some of our own uh, company uh, you know, business applications and processes running in the cloud, and we, and we move them. Uh, we actually picked them up and, and moved one of our contracts system into the cloud. That was our first experience. That was about five years ago. It was uh, it was traumatic. I, I have to say, there were just all these surprises uh, that we uh, that we experienced. We did get it done. We did get it successful. It is running happily in AWS today, uh, but uh, it was it was pretty traumatic. We thought we knew what we're doing, um, and then reality kind of struck. Right, uh, we we needed some additional resources. We didn't we didn't know that we needed in advance. So yeah, so it, our planning was was decent, but not great. And so I think it really, John, it really boils down to the set of questions that have to be asked and answered. And uh, like, for example, I know uh, AWS has this thing called cloud readiness assessment, which asks about 80 questions. And I think that's, that's, a, that's a great tool. It's a great start, um, but there are hundreds of questions that, that have to be asked on a, a large portfolio, including what are the portfolio of applications that are, that are moving? Um, and, and failing to answer those questions means that there's something you you don't know and worse something you don't know you don't know uh, that you actually need to be successful hi everybody my name is john meyer you're watching the john meyer podcast and we're talking about cloud migration challenges and success with joe conway who's the chief technology officer at addicts joe what does a typical engagement or success of a cloud migration journey look like for you and your customers what is the process behind it yeah, so we have developed a repeatable, complete cloud migration process that basically asks all those important questions. Um, it goes from highly abstract about roles and responsibilities down to uh, a, a readiness assessment, um, which is looking at things like what are the skills that are required uh, to, to actually pull this thing off. Uh, and we're, we, we get to a portfolio uh, these are the the applications, databases, storage, et cetera, uh, that are that are actually going to migrate, uh, and then we get to a, a detailed set of testing uh, and migration scripts, 
that become part of the, of the documentation. And then finally, we have a, a, a completed migration test plan that we put in front of a customer uh, that says, okay, here's the schedule, here's the budget, here's the required skills that you're going to need, here are the uh, decisions that have to be made. Uh, and hopefully, it, we, by that time, we have the people who make the decisions and uh, are accountable for the decisions. Uh, and we hand them the plan and say, here you go, here is your itinerary to Paris, right? This is, this is when you're leaving, this is when you arrive, uh, this is when your system will be operational again. Um, this is how much it's going to cost you. These are the, all the people that are going along, if you will, for the ride uh, and how much they're going to cost. Uh, here are your risks. Here's the things that can go wrong on this journey. And uh, here are the ways that we can, we can mitigate those risks. Uh, a lot of the risks revolve around skills, required skills. So, for example, if you're moving a, you know, a PeopleSoft application running on Oracle, um, you, you need PeopleSoft expertise and you need Oracle ex database expertise. And you need storage and you need networking, you need all these things, right? And so, and so having that, that plan for, it's really tailored to a specific application uh, is, is really, really key to getting that done. That's what we're seeing with customers is if you, most customers, at least in, on the public sector, uh, they've been told to get to the cloud, right? They're, they're mandates. Uh, and the federal government's called either cloud first or cloud smart, depending on which administration's uh, in charge. And um, they've been told to get to the cloud. So it's not like they really have a choice where they have to be convinced uh, whether or not to get to the cloud. What they have to be convinced of is that if they take this journey to the cloud, that uh, their failure will not show up in the Wall Street Journal or Washington Post front page. That's really what they're concerned about because that obviously is a career ending kind of thing. So they want to know how. They want the itinerary and they want to understand how it's going to happen what they need, how they budget for it, uh, and when they can report up the chain that this operational system that's probably mission critical uh, you know, to, their, to their business is going to be available again. And failing to answer those questions either sets them up for failure uh, or sets the, the cloud companies up to take the, take the heat because you know the, the, the old finger pointing thing, right? Who, who's responsible? Well, it's not me, it's somebody else. You, you know that's gonna happen, right? And so it's just, a, it's a pain for everybody. Everybody loses uh, in that sense. And so we really wanna set up uh, for success, for our customers for success, uh, for our cloud partners uh, success. Um, Joe, I think you touched on some of the challenges of migrating to the cloud of really having the right skills for it. Identifying those skills, having a solid plan for migration, but if you don't have the skills, you're not getting there. And that's one of the failures I see when you're trying to migrate to the cloud is that you assume you have the right people in place for it. Hey, I have this expertise, they can help do it, but not identifying and make sure that they have the right skills to do the work ahead of it. No, absolutely. And uh, that's one of the things that, that comes out of our, our Cloud Migration Navigator, our process uh, early on, uh, just after we get to beyond the charter uh, is what, what we call the, the readiness assessment. And it's a, think of it as the, you know, the AWS cloud migration uh, readiness assessment on steroids. That's, that's really what it is. Uh, we expand to a whole bunch of areas, non-technical areas uh, around staffing. Um, you know, one of the things is, do you have the people who know how to budget for cloud services, which is very different from running a data center? And, and typically the answer is no. It's like, okay, well, that's, that is a skill that you need to have in order to be successful. 
Uh, do you have folks that know how to optimize the spend? So you're not you know, turning on services that you don't need, very expensive services uh, that uh, run the bill up, but don't really accomplish anything. Um, you know, do you have those folks, those, those kinds of skills? And do you have the security folks, you know, that, that know how to do a cloud-based um, cyber security compliance process? Very different from a, a data center-based uh, one, right? So all those skills have to be identified up front. They have to be put into the plan. They have to be scheduled. You, don't, you may not need them for the entire time. Um, and they need to be documented and presented such that somebody can make an informed decision about whether they have the skills or when they will have them and when they can actually uh, begin the journey. I agree with you on it. Joe, I'm going to ask you two following questions, and these are very key to the challenges of a cloud migration. We've already talked about what is challenging for them, but what does success look like to you and your customers for a cloud migration? Yeah, so uh, again, I'll, I'll talk about the, the public sector. Um, in the in the federal government, either civilian or uh, or Department of Defense, um, you you can't just you can't just throw something up and have it and start working on it, right? You have to get something called an authority to operate, an ATO, and there's a process that's near and dear to the heart of anybody that works with the government uh, called the Risk Management Framework. It's based off a set of NIST security controls, uh, and in order to get a system through the, the ATO process, you have to uh, identify the necessary controls. And when I say necessary, um, the NIST, the NIST uh, 800-37, I think is the, is the publication. There's somewhere between 900 and 1200 individual controls. Okay, so just think about that for a second. Let, let's say I'm really, really good and I can actually uh, write the the controls and test them and document them in an hour each. Okay. That's seven to eight months of time just, just to write the plan for those security controls. That, that's with a human. Uh, we actually have a different way of, of doing it that's actually much faster uh, with our process. But, but that's where the time is spent. That's where the difficulty becomes is in getting through that cybersecurity compliance thing. But it's absolutely essential. If I have a government customer, uh, which we do, we have several, that have an operational system that, ha that has an ATO, that uh, has an authority to operate, they really want to know, uh, okay, when will this operational system that I have in my data center be operational again in the cloud? And that's not a technical question. That's typically a cyber process and documentation question. And sometimes, you know, the migration could take six months or a year um, but the ATO process could take 18 months or two years. That, that's how difficult it is. That's the, the lift that's currently uh, in place. Now, with some of the things that we're doing with AI, um, we can dramatically reduce that, that time. A lot of the documentation, a lot of the processing, a lot of the security controls um, uh, can, be, can be done with AI and generated in minutes, not months. And uh, at a... At a fraction of the cost of what uh, is typically involved in a uh, an ATO process uh, for the government. So I think there's tremendous value that's there for our government customers. Um, and it removes this, 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 this concern that my general, my Lieutenant Colonel friend expressed about when will this be operational again for me? Um, we can actually give him an answer on that. Um, and you don't have to send an army of cyber people in uh, and pay for an army of cyber people 
in order to generate the security plan and security controls and the tests and the what are called POAMs, uh, plan of action and milestones uh, that come out of that uh, to give to somebody to say, okay, here's your risk of operating this system. Is that acceptable or not? And, uh, and put it back into operation. So we think there's tremendous value, uh, speed to, to value uh, that our process brings to prospective customers. And by the way, we, we, we built it primarily because we do a lot of uh, cloud work with federal government customers, but there's nothing specific about what we've done uh, that excludes other customers. We think the process, the, the questions that you ask are the same. The answers may be a little different depending if you're a commercial customer or a public sector one, but the process is the same and, uh, and the process works. And that's, that's the, and it's, and it's complete and it's repeatable and it's tailored. And, uh, you know, there's an old saying that, you know, cloud migrations are like snowflakes, right? No two are alike. That, that's probably true. Uh, but all snowflakes are made out of water uh, and they only exist at a certain temperature. Right. And so, you know, there's some similarities there as well. Uh, and I think that's where, where we really add value is those similarities. Um, there's similar questions that have to be asked and answered for every cloud migration. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter which ones or with the, who the customer is. Joe, you're saying that you're using AI to help facilitate this. Can I just do this myself and just, all right, I'm just going to write the framework, write the things myself. Yeah. You know what? I got this. I can handle this. What is the value of that? So, um, if, if you've worked with AI at all, you know, they're, they're sort of, sort of two extremes. Extreme one is, uh, you know, the Terminator view of the world where AI is going to take over the world. And then there's the, uh, uh, I'll say a, a different kind of pessimism, which is basically that, that AI is going to put me out of a job, right? Uh, uh, maybe it won't destroy the, the world, but it may destroy my world. And I, I am on either extreme. I'm somewhere in the middle, which is AI is a, is a tool. It's a technology advancement uh, that is in line with what I've, what I've uh, called the relentless march of technology through time, right? Um, technology continues to advance. AI is, is nothing different. Uh, it's a tool that helps. It's a, it's a tremendous digital assistant. We've seen some, some studies from folks that we've worked with that says that uh, AI can uh, increase the productivity of one person between 20 and 35 times, basically that, that one person can do the work of 20 or 35 people. Um, and when it comes to like cyber stuff where it's documentation primarily, that, that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. Um, uh, and cause it's complete people are, are you know, error prone, uh, AIs can hallucinate a little bit. So you have to, have to kind of watch out for that. But the big thing with AI with, especially with, um, generative AI is you have to ask the right question. Uh, there's this whole new, uh, set of, of, of jobs around what's called prompt engineering. You have to ask the right question. You have to train it with the right data. If you don't, you you get bad, very authoritative, but bad, incomplete, or sometimes just plain out wrong. Uh, AIs are notorious for making things up uh, and making it look like it's it's you know it's very real. And so you have to be able to do it. So the two things is you have to you have to ask the right questions, um, and then when you get an answer, you you can't be naive and just say oh it came out of the AI. It's it's the right uh, it's the right answer. You have to actually be able to go in and, and customize it or correct it. A lot of the AI that we're, we're seeing somewhere between 92 and 96% accurate, but it's those 4% of, of inaccuracies, uh, that could be devastating. Right. So, uh, so yes, could you do it yourself? Sure. 
um, we have a, a set of, uh, of prompts uh, and a way of training the AI models on the particular cloud migration uh, that's happening um, uh, based on the artifacts that come out of our process. And, and it'll get smarter over time, but again, it, it's about you know, 80 to 90% complete, and then you need some people to actually uh, augment the AI uh, and make it usable uh, for a customer. But the, the uh, could you do it yourself? Yeah, I, I don't recommend, <laughs> I don't recommend it uh, because you, you really have to ask the right questions. And then you have to kind of know a little bit about the answer that you get and whether the AI is, uh, is making stuff up, which sometimes it does. Joe, asking the right questions is key. And I want to thank everybody for watching and listening to our podcast around cloud migration challenges and success with Joe Conway. Joe, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, John. Pleasure to be with you. As always, my name is John Meyer. You've been watching the John Meyer Podcast. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, and notify because guess what? We're out of here.